We be throwing money in a spiral. Every time your girl hear my song, yeah, turn her right into my hole. She shake her ass through the eye roll. Got a skinny thong like a tie roll. I be blowing up like some pyro. Coop 150, call it gyro. If she left with me, she the right hole. Man, she riding me like a BMX. Man, she said the D is for dino. I got two horns like a rhino. It's the way you could buy hope, but I brought a mansion with a slide though. The second production. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Shoot Your Shot podcast. I am your host, C. Diddy, a.k.a. Diddy Targaryen, first of his name, a.k.a. the house of real niggas, uh, the, the lord of Shoot Your Shot, um, and the true rightful heir to the Iron Throne. And to my left, I have my illustrious co-host. Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Ali Nicole. AKA your favorite little shit talker. AKA that little baby who's drunk on her bullshit. She's not trying to listen. She ain't trying to hear shit. House of Bad Bitch. Not the first of her name, but for damn sure not the last. How are you? How are things? How's your weekend? How, how, let's, get, let's, get, let's get to chopping. You know what I'm saying? So Friday and Saturday were pretty chill. Um, Saturday, I went to work. Um, I actually worked on Saturday so I could take off on Monday. And then my plans kind of got um, muddied. 86. Not 86. More like 68 and I owe you one. Yikes. And, uh, you know, just my weekend. You know, it's not too often that the little baby, the weekends that I choose to be led to are lackluster. But I was actually kind of disappointed in my weekend. It's okay, though. You know, players fuck up. But it's all right. See, see, see the key is shooters are going to shoot. We never promise shooters are going to make 100% of the shots. We just say you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. You're right. But, I mean, when your expectations are one thing, and then, of course, expectations and reality are always two different things. But, for on- honestly, like, my, my percent average for fun is 99%. So when you get that 1% and it falls short of expectations, it's like, <sighs> So, when, you know what? Actually, I lied. My Saturday night wasn't a complete bust. I got off of work. I pregame with Steph. Um, literally, like I was, hit, I was on the highway. I was on 71, getting ready to do something stupid on Saturday, and then I got off the highway because I was hungry, and it just so happened to be her Mason exit. And then I ran into her on the highway. So she's like, "Nah, bitch, you're gonna come over and drink." So I had that half gallon of Crown Apple that I got for my birthday. Huh. And, and so we just got pregame. I pregame with Steph. We ended up going to um, Littlefield for Brooke's birthday. And uh, happy birthday, Brooke. Yeah. Uh, you know. All that. You know what I mean? So we ended up going to Little Phil for Brooke's birthday. And then I, I took my ass home. Sunday, I hit the highway. And I did watch the Game of Thrones marathon. I mean, Game of Thrones marathon. Game of Thrones premiere with our 614 friends. And shout out to y'all. Um, and Aaliyah, I'm sorry. I love you. If you listen, just know that, like, I don't know what happened. She knows. If you know, you know. But just understand, Leah, I love you. This is for you. I'm, like, I don't know what happened, but I'm sorry. I hope the dog is okay. <laughs> we love you. What the fuck you do with the dog? He may have ate an eighth. <laughs> ma'am, ma- ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. Can't be out here getting a dog high. He may, he may or may. It wasn't a fool. It was like like a pinch. Like after niggas got done with the libations, like it may have like fallen out of my pocket. And then the dog was like, "Ooh, treats." But like. You, my bad, Leah. I'll pay for the vet bill. Like, I, I hope niggas is okay. My bad. 
Mm, 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 <laughs> I don't know mm, what to mm, tell you. But if you're listening, just understand that, like, bro, I owe you one. If there was a vet bill involved, like, hit me up. We'll, we'll squab it out. Woman to woman. I'm sorry. I love you. <laughs> all right. All right. So my weekend. But wait, I'm sorry. Oh, you wasn't done. I, I made some fire ass Alfredo this weekend. And I know, according to Twitter, that's a thought meal. But my Alfredo. So I made chicken, shrimp, and lobster. I threw some spinach in there. I did my homemade, like, I can make Alfredo sauce from scratch. I didn't do it this time, but I did it, like, I used a store-bought one because I didn't have time to, like, actually do it how I wanted to. Mm -hmm. So I bought the store-bought Alfredo and then still did my homemade recipe with it. It was mm -hmm. flames. So. I pay my Sprint bill. I know I pay my, I know I paid my bill. Um, oh, wow. I, I was in Columbus when I did this, though. Oh. Nigga, you would have hit the highway for my Alfredo. First and foremost, let's let's. That's look. real. That's a real love. Things. And I, and I use this. I uh, boondocks. This reminds me of <laughs> the family out here eating chicken out <laughs> shrimp and lobster Alfredo. But this eating chicken shrimp and lobster Alfredo. The family eating cheddar biscuits. But this eating cheddar biscuits. Hey, take that over with your six one four king in the north and. I'm taking that away. Everybody, I want smoke, nigga. Take that over him. Okay, public service announcement. For all of my friends who I follow on the gram, who love to do them, them, them snaps of them in the kitchen, them whipping up shit, them homemade shits, I'm actually sick of all you niggas. Because, Damn. because... I don't offer just to come by and get a plate. I offer like, hey, I'll you put do. in. You I'll do. Put in. You do. Let me know what the grocery situation no, looking like. You know like. what it is? I've actually like offered you to come through for brunch and like bought you a lobster tail because I knew you was coming through. You know what it is? No, no, no. I'm going to tell you how I know when you're coming through and I know I'm making mimosas is that I get you the orange juice without the pulp because that's love because I love pulp orange juice. I love it. I ain't trying when to I chew know, my damn mimosa. You don't like to chew your juice? No. Neither. I love it. Especially mimosa. I ain't trying to chew a damn mimosa. Listen. No. But back, but so PSA for all you niggas, and niggas is gender neutral, <laughs> we're out here whipping it up. And no, I've offered, I've slid in your DMs or in your inbox, offered to like, hey, let me know, like, would you, if you need groceries, like, let me, I'll pull up. I'll, 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 alcohol, like, I've offered things. I'm not just trying to leech off you niggas. And you niggas leave me on red like a bad bitch. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of Calvin, it. Calvin, you know, if I'm as in the city, listen, I don't know that you would pull up from Alfredo. Listen, I, I'm, I'm sick. This is not just you. You are just a, you are just for trigger. But it's typically, that, but when I do cook, you do get an invite. Which is why I was so amazed. I was like, damn. But like, when I do, but no, speaking of which, and Jade, I know Jade listened to the podcast. For the Game of Thrones, I don't know if she made it for Game of Thrones or herself or her grandpa, or whatever. She made this fire ass buffalo mac and cheese. And I forgot to bring it to go plate. So, baby, if you're listening to this, I need my own tray. Okay? Thank you in advance. Just okay. cash at me the groceries for it. I got you. But I need my own tray. I'm still talking about it was so good. I'm sorry. You missed out. Besides, though, because you know what? Real niggas rise. Cream, the cream of the cop rise. So, so my weekend. Ooh. No shame, baby. It's only shade. Wait, I see you with the tag of a pop up shop gear. Okay. Um, I have an actual hoodie in the in, in the crib. I ain't it's gonna, a little hot for that right now. It's a little hot it's for that. Fine, but you um, are okay. We see you. But um, shout out, shout out to the pop up shop we went to a couple weekends ago. Um, Tacman High against the world. Uh, shout out to them as well. Um, 
my weekend, my weekend, um, my the actual stuff I did. Um, I didn't really do too much. Like we didn't do the most. We didn't do. We I didn't do. You a lot. and I weren't together, so that's how I know it wasn't the most. Um, I do know. So my memory is terrible. What what did I do? For, oh yeah, Friday I just it was a. Uh, Real chill. We just it was, it was a happy hour, but kind of got extended because Friday is, is real dangerous for me. And so the reason why Friday is dangerous is because um, it start off with a work happy hour. And the again, worst. I'm not at the point in my life where I can say no to free alcohol. I'm not. I'm not there yet. God you know, is my still, maturity has not gotten there. God, yet. God is still working. Two things on, I'm never backing down from are t- free alcohol and a fight. Because I'm so I I am not there in my growth yet. I'm not. I'm not. So, so go to the work happy hour. You know, my, my job is sponsoring tabs. I'm like, all right, but cool. And we were celebrating um, my coworker and my friend uh, Zuri's birthday. I know. Why do I know so many damn Aries? Listen, you don't understand how many Aries you know until it's Aries season. And to be honest with you, you're the sec. excuse me, the third person that has complained about how turnt y'all have been this season. We have had y'all asses out the house, drunk, lit. Hopefully you got laid at some point during the season. No comment. You know, I know I did. No comment. So don't complain about your Aries friends, especially because when you know you need somebody who's going to be loyal, who's going to be with the shits, who's ready for a good ass time, you call your Aries friends. But now that it's Aries season, y'all niggas want to talk about you tired and you drained. Fuck y'all. I'm going to remember this shit on y'all raggedy ass, boring ass, Capricorn ass birthdays. First... I remember this shit on your raggedy ass Scorpio ass birthdays. I'm gonna remember this shit. Don't worry. The North remembers. First and foremost, nigga. Y'all ain't the North. Y'all like goddamn Targaryens. Y'all no. are y'all are y'all are a bunch of Aries, the Mad Kings. Aries y'all are a bunch the of the beginning ma- of the Zodiac. Y'all we are the of leaders. Ma- We're the heads. Y'all love a bunch of mad kings and queens out here fucking wilding. Secondly, this has been the most lit season of your life, nigga. Y'all just lucky that Aries season doesn't take place during the summer. Because I would die. That's the, Listen, if we're speaking truths here, just be glad Aries season doesn't happen during, like, pussy mimosa season. Because you wouldn't survive. Because then y'all be Leos, and Leos are trash. Leos are fucking awful people. <laughs> like, then y'all be Leos, and Leos they are, are terrible. garbage. They are terrible people. And, I, and yes, I know for some Leos who listen to this you podcast, I don't give a fuck y'all trash. Top three worst signs I think I've ever dated, top three and going in order. Leo, Leo, Leo. Scorpio, Leos, and Cancers. I will never do that shit again. I think mine is Leos, Leo, Leos, Aquarius, Sagittarius. But see, here's the thing: the I can do an Aquarius because I speak the Aquarius language. My father was an Aquarius, so I can speak the language of Aquarius. Okay, I understand y'all. Look, Cancers are way too sensitive for my ass because there's it. I am liable See, I'm a to cancer, say but I, I, I got a cancer moon. So you feel me? So I, I get it. Like, we 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 be, mm-hmm. we could both be in Marvin's room together. You hear me? I ain't got no beef with no cancer. I'm a Libra moon. But. And a Gemini sun. I'm so a, please. I'm a, is a sun. So, so I'm a, I think I'm a cancer moon and sun and my Capricorn. I'm rising Capricorn. Mm-mm. But I'm also a Sagittarius cut. Uh, I'm, I'm I was also told that I was crazy as shit. Cause my like the, my signs don't make no sense. They don't make no sense at all. Anyway, so, so, so Aquarius so, men, I understand. Cancer men are way too. Cause I'm liable to say a goddamn thing, and they be like, "God damn, you're such a bitch." And I'm like, Gee, "No, I'm not." Leo men, 
I'm an Aries. I'm also a fire sign, and they're just way too headstrong. And I am the little baby who won't listen. So you got me fucked up from the door, okay? And Scorpio men are the most manipulative niggas I have ever fucking met. And here's the thing. They will string your ass along as long as you fucking let them. And by the time you are done and ready to break up with their ass, that's when they choose to actually reveal their true fucking feelings for you. And you're already halfway out the fucking door. Don't do this to me. Ain't no one tell you to leave. Ain't no one tell you to leave. Um, no, Leo, Ain't nobody telling me to stay listen, either, nigga. You got me fucked up. Leah women, by and large, are trash. And I'm, I'm very, very, very headstrong. They're passive aggressive. They're, There's nothing passive aggressive about a Leo. Them niggas are aggressive aggressive. No, we're talking Leo women. So Leo women, they're, they're both, he- see, that's the fucked up thing. They're both headstrong and passive aggressive because they're one of those, they're like children. They're like, if you tell them you can't do something, they'll like, go do it. They're gonna go do it. Then they're gonna give you the little silent treatment. Like, eh, like, like if you don't fucking communicate. Um, speaking of passive aggressive, Sagittarius women are also super passive aggressive. I don't like Sagittarius men either. Sagittarius women. The crazy are... thing is, me and Sagittarius men are crazy compatible because we're there. Very, very. They meet my. They meet my fire with enough soft to navigate me. But at the same time, they they humble me in ways that I need to be humbled. But they're also very reassuring in ways that I know I've needed it. So me and Ka- like as much as I don't like Sagittarius men, they actually like I'm extremely cat- uh, compatible see, with them. So see, this, so Sagittarius women from from the ones I've dated, they need all the attention in the world. And like as a Capricorn, like I'm very like I'm super focused. Like if it if it ain't if it ain't about money, I ain't trying to hear the about it. The crazy thing about Capricorn is is that I've told you this last time. The thing about Capricorn men is that y'all are super, y'all come across very callous. Y'all come across very cold. And when all actuality, your heart may be super into something, but you come across very cut and dry. So people will never see that. The ops be the ops, fam. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, shit real <laughs> out here, Holyfield. But no, speaking of which, um, the ops are the ops. And the Game of Thrones premiered this past Sunday. We um shout shout out to my boy Stu for the watch party um that we had for it. Shout out to Leah. We were in um, Columbus and we got to watch with with her. Oh yeah. her shout, house. shout out shout out to also Huncho and Aunt for the brunch on Saturday. Um, I know y'all put a lot of work and effort into it. Um, so shout out to y'all for that. Wow, it, I didn't even see anything about that. I'm hurt because I'd have pulled up. It was um. Well, no, I wouldn't have. I was at work. Yeah. But. In spirit. In spirit. Um, shout out to them. I ain't really do much Saturday. We miss each other at Littlefield. I pulled up after y'all left. Mm-hmm. But I didn't really do much. I, I sat my ass in the corner and looked at y'all and people watched. I was sober as hell. You know what it is? I think I'm starting to get to that point in like the turn up, quote unquote, that I'm ready to sit down. But I can't because Broccoli Fest is next weekend. So Ooh, this weekend I'm going to a fight party. Like me and kiddo is a kid friendly fight party. So me and kiddo. That's somewhat of an oxymoron, but fuck it. We laugh. No, actually kiddo likes boxing. But kid friendly fight party, it's like it's for some reason those words together aren't computing in my head. Also, Kiddo's not like a kid kid, and yeah. he's also very mature for his age, and also very chill as a kid. So yeah. people don't mind that he's there. Right. He 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 put, he put his headphones in, give him something to look at. Yeah. 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 
Um, but yeah, Rocky Fest next weekend. My liver is already hating me. Um, um, we got to start preparing for that. Um, yeah, we got to get caught up on Broccoli Fest plans too, because nothing nothing has changed. It's just that you know now there's a rental car involved, and uh, but we got that for the free ski. Shout out to Justin. Uh, um, and I'm just really I already solidified. Like I hit up CJ today about sleeping arrangements, and shit is like solid. Like I'm actually excited. I'm actually excited. I actually might buy a ticket to the show now. <laughs> I might. I don't know yet. Um, because I heard there's still so much going. The thing that I love about Broccoli Fest is that there's so much going on in the city that you can go to the show, which is great. Like, nigga, go to the show. But if you don't want to go to the show, there's so much going on outside the city. Like, that's the that's the beauty of having a quote unquote festival in DC. We we, we experienced it was similar uh, situations when we, when I went to Made in America in Philly, where it's like. Versus if you go to somewhere like Coachella or you go to somewhere even like, you know, something in the water over in um, Virginia Beach. Like when you have a festival in like a city, even if you aren't going to the t- concert because, you you know, tickets are maybe too expensive. Right. You still have shit to do. Like versus, next year I want to go to Dreamville. Right. But but versus somewhere like ain't no one traveling to fucking, uh, fucking uh, Coachella unless they're going to Coachella because Coachella's in the middle of fucking nowhere. That sort of thing. Um, but, um, so be it back to Game of Thrones. Um, um, so the premiere took me out. There was a reunion, like the John Stark and Arya, um, Jon Snow and Arya Stark reunion. Put some respect, Aegon Targaryen. <laughs> put some respect on that nigga name. Listen. We not gonna call him by a slave name, no more. <laughs> That's his slave name, I can't. Listen, this, this, the season of premiere was way too warm and way too fuzzy for me. Because you know the shit about to get this real shit's real. Been, somebody finna die the next episode. I feel it. I feel it in my bones. Well, I, mean, I feel but, it in my but, spirit. So it was a it was a table setting episode is what I call it. So we had to put all the pieces in play for the next, you know, remainder of the series. Brand's weird as fuck. And Jon Snow, the fact that he recognized that Brand is weird, like that, he's like, bro, you're almost a, you're a man now. And Brand was like. Almost a man. He was like, <laughs> and John Snow looked at him like, "Bro, what the fuck is like, wrong like, with you?" Okay. <laughs> like, first of all, most, like, um, I saw this on Twitter, so I I ain't say my joke, but how many goddamn ramps do they have in Winterfell? That nigga is pulling up everywhere. Or he ain't left. He listen. He sat there and looked at Jamie like, "I've been waiting on you at the motherfucking door." Called man. him an old friend. Like, I'm waiting on an old friend. Meanwhile, ja- okay. First of all, most Jamie. Jamie, how dare you pull up to Winterfell like, like she's sweet? Like nigga, how like, dare you pull like, up? He pulled up like he pulled up like he, he not said, public enemy number one. Like niggas was not waiting on you at the motherfucking dog. Like that first of all, you killed Danny's father. Okay. Secondly, you pushed Bran out a goddamn window. This and now Danny is the queen of Winterfell at this point. So you literally For the time being you listen. According to signs of Stark, it won't be long. <laughs> Nigga, according to Sam, nigga. Okay, first of all, hey, y'all gotta stop disrespecting my nigga Samuel Tarly like this. Samuel has been the realest nigga on this cast. Because, because first of all, he was like, he like Danny was so excited because he 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 had saved Jorah from his grayscale. So she, okay. so he was like, hey, I need a pardon, and he, she was like, what's up? Like, yeah, I saw some books and I stole my family sword. And like, you know, for, you know. Oh but, yeah, and by the way, <laughs> and then she was like, "Oh, for where? Like, what, who's your family? How's Charlie? Like, like those niggas." By the way, I lit up your father and your brother. So you good? I mean, I mean, you real good in this hood, <laughs> like. But you know, just now I, I keep that thing on me. <laughs> listen, the way that Danny would wait, 
it was so okay. So it was funny and sad, and I was like, God damn, because she sat there and he was like, Well, at, at least I have my brother. And then he was like, I don't know, my nigga. Like <laughs> what? That's, That's crazy. crazy. <laughs> then he sat there and was just like, Oh yeah, he decided to stand next to your daddy, and uh, I off that nigga too. And Sam was hurt. Sam was so hurt. He was like, he I got back tears. And me, he was like, I got to tell John, like, yo, hey, by the way, nigga, your girlfriend, that's your aunt, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, and your and your, your little girlfriend, nigga, you the rightful heir to the throne, not her. Gang shit, nigga. Go take your business. So is she going to lay down the crown for you, my nigga? Okay, first of all, John, <laughs> what, what Aegon Targaryen, aka John Snow's going through, it's like when you try to quit a job and they keep promoting you. <laughs> That nigga, that nigga didn't want to be Lord of Lord of a Nice Watch, Lord Commander of a Nice Watch. It made him Lord Commander anyway. Then he got stabbed up and they died. Made him the fucking king. And then he was like, "All right, cool. I'm just gonna serve." And like, no, nigga, you are gonna be king of the North now. But he was like, you know what? Cool. I'm gonna go. I'm bend the knee to Danny. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna support her thing. Actually, nigga, you uh, Aegon Targaryen, you the rightful heir of his whole shit. Wait, shout out to Lana Mormont, who was just like, so you left the king and came back. A bitch, like she charged my nigga up, and I'm just like, leave it to the motherfucking eight year old to charge. Put some respect that she can see a whole F ten. Oh, ten, excuse me. Put some respect on Liana Mormont's name now. But wait, Liana had me. But the reunion, I cannot fucking wait because I know this read is gonna be priceless. Is Liana Mormont reading down Jorah? Oh, I can't wait. She's like you bitch ass motherfucker. Oh, I can't wait. Um, I did appreciate the the uh John the John Snow a. Aria reunion because that was the first that was the I first did. Stark reunion that was like they both were happy to see each other and when everyone saw Bran Bran was like bitch I'm a free I Raven now I ain't got no emotions and then Arya and Sansa was kind of beefing but I was happy that both both sides were like I'm happy to see I you kid, I I thought you were dead you know I, you know what it is but Arya let him know that I keep that thing on me too Arya has oh and then no my favorite question was. How many times have you used it? And you Arya was like, to... How many times do you use needle? And Arya was like, Once or twice. I was like, Bro, you that bitch. <laughs> because she was like, Once or twice, bitch. Oh, no. And when she went to the hound and was just like, You left me for dead. I robbed you first. I was like, City girls. <laughs> she made me so proud. She made me so Speaking proud. Speaking of city girls, Uh-oh. shout out to Cersei. Cause Cersei did what a lot of what a lot of y'all women do. Y'all talking all this big boy shit about what you need in a nigga, and then left a nigga that didn't have none of that shit beat anyway. Like, if you want a whore, buy her. If you want a queen, earn her. And then five minutes later. That nigga still beat. But also, she's pregnant. Okay. My prediction is I don't think Cersei's pregnant. Hell no. Cersei ain't I, pregnant at all. No. I think she's hitting menopause. Yeah, Cersei's not They pregnant. make a lot of in the windows and foreshadowing about older. her age. And so I don't think she's pregnant. I don't think so either. Shorty was drinking wine right after having sex. But see, that's what they did back then. But or if she is pregnant, drinking while you're pregnant wasn't like a thing back then. Ah, but but but, but I counter that. But that's how Tyrion knew that Cersei was pregnant because he poured him up some wine and she didn't drink it. Also, as well, but I once again, but Cersei is a maniacal plot. That's bitch. why I believe she's lying. You I, know what it is, and I hate to say it, and I'm pretty sure my mentions are gonna flood when this hits. But like, I'm low key Cersei Hive. You would be Cersei Hive with your ra- raggedy ass. I know, I know. Hey fellas, I know. if your girl watched Game of Thrones and she's Cersei Hive, just break up with her because she's no good for you. You know what? 
She no good the for you. Accuracy of your statement, sir. It's it's it's, a it's like it's like the night king from the javelin, boy. It's back. a double entendre, and I'm gonna tell you how later. But the, um, mm. but uh, listen, here's the thing. Jamie really pulled up and went and felt like shit was sweet. That's wild. <laughs> the reason why like parts of me are like rooting for Cersei because that bitch is out for self. Okay. She's always been out for self. She has stayed true to self. The only thing she gave a fuck about was, listen, her kids in her bed and she saw, no, her kids in her throne. And she not sorry about that. And she made it very clear to any fucking body what time it was. She was going to go hard for her babies and she was going to go hard for that throne. And she meant that shit. So if that means that she had to play nice, plays nice in the sandbox, as we say it at work, she was going to do that shit. But at the end of the motherfucking day, her head has never left her. Listen. Her head has never left the fucking goal. And she knows that. She said, listen, we're going to defeat the little Night King or whatever, but understand I'm still that bitch, and this is still my throne. That's cool. That's cute and everything. But the Night King out here making making fucking uh, paintings with children. And that's what I'm screaming. She going to play nice for right now. She that playing nice. She's going to, she, like, that's the thing. Like, that's why I think, I get why people don't, don't you know, because Jon Snow's like, nigga, that Night King is serious, but everybody ain't seen him. So he's just like, oh, whatever. Listen, Jon King don't give, I mean, Jon King. Jon Snow don't give a fuck about titles. He he's don't like, give a fuck about thrones. He live. said, listen, the, the fucking dead are on their way. Okay? That's my And problem. they got a dragon because. And they got dragons. That's why when um, Cersei, I mean, not Cersei, when Danny and Sansa were greeting each other, Bran interrupted, like, we ain't got time for this shit, my nigga. Like, they got your dragon. And, and they the, on their motherfucking way. Like, and that wall is down. So, all this nicely be shit. But I will say this one thing, one final thing. It does no, it does John no good to, like, reveal his true parentage because he just, he just gave this shit up. And so he's gonna like, nigga, you flip flopping now? Like you didn't want it, now you now you want it. Like I think he was so fucked up about what that means for him and Danny. That he didn't realize you no know, what that means as far as like throw, he didn't realize, nigga, you've been fucking your aunt. Like, you know what? I think I'm waiting for the full circle moment. And to be honest, I don't think we're gonna see it until later in the season. Like what's that? We got five more episodes, so we'll see what happens. Night King and four. Listen, Brand told these niggas the Night King coming and Cer- and Cersei out here. You know, fucking Bam Marger and um <laughs> and John and Danny going on goddamn Joy Rise of Dragons, Night Listen, King and Four. Wait, and we can end on this note when motherfucker said that Cersei. I mean, excuse me, I'm gonna fuck this up. Danny gave um Danny gave Jon Snow the keys to the dragon like an AKA. <laughs> yes, like an AKA in the Nissan Altima. He gonna be he gonna be driving that bitch all around while you going on diplomatic diplomacy meetings. They gonna bring that bitch back no gas. Like dragons gonna be hungry. Dragons gonna be hungry. Like dragons gonna be rolling their motherfucking eyes. Uh, this bitch nigga. Anyway, picking the using to pick up his side chick of the dragon. How you? Now that's a flex. You either gonna cry in this, <laughs> or you gonna cry on this dragon? You gonna cry in the snow? You gonna cry, cry on this dragon? dragon. <laughs> Hey, by the way, everybody gonna die. <laughs> that's my that's everybody my is going everybody to die. die. Um, so if you haven't seen me in about a week, you ain't got no hair no more. I cut it off. I did, and I keep getting asked the question of why. Why? Because my hair was long. I've been growing it out for about a year. Actually, yeah, about a year. And it's I just get to the space where it's just like okay. From being honest, I started growing my hair out because my ex husband loved hair. He had a thing with hair. And so I was like, okay, well, I'll just grow it out for you. And then that no longer existed. Because that's a dangerous, a dangerous game to play. It is. 
And then I realized that I do have beautiful hair and it's not about him, but it's like, you know what? I do enjoy myself with shorter hair. Mm -hmm. Like I like the way I look with shorter hair. And when I want long hair, there's wigs, there's weaves, there's options. There's, there's a bunch of shit I could do. And I, it's about time that I start making decisions that, that suit me. It's a high time that I start looking at Alex in the way that I see me beautiful and not just what aesthetically pleases my partner. And I did this for me. And this is the first step in making a lot more decisions that reflect what I want. And I know they, oh, the saying goes that a woman who cuts her hair is about to change her life. And that might be true for me. But for me, honestly, hair is an aesthetic. Man, 45 to 55% of women, whenever they are going through something or whenever they stressed out, they dye the hair, cut the hair, do something with the shit. They're like, you know what? Fuck it. But it's because it's like, it's almost like, well, and from what they've told me, because I'm not going to speak for, on behalf. I'm going to just repeat what I've been told. It's a control thing. Like when you feel like a lot of shit ain't in your control, life is spiraling, you know you can control how your hair looks. Um, just like but niggas me, get tattoos and it's one less thing I have to worry about and a lot and, and I know that sounds like very 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 crazy but for me me my hair I personally I prefer my hair short personally I think I look damn good with short hair but it's just I'm tired and see here we go with the fucking tears and I said I wasn't gonna do this today but I'm emotionally drained and I'm physically drained in a lot of ways. And I'm just tired. I am tired. And my hair has always been a fight. My entire life, me and my hair have always been a fight. And I think I'm tired of fighting. And so if I can eliminate one less thing I have to fight with in my life, let's do it. So A, it's a preference and it's a choice for me. And B, it's me, one less thing I gotta battle with. And I can get up in the morning and I do feel beautiful and I do feel regal and I feel beautiful in ways that I define from Alex. I'm not doing this for the gaze of men. I've never done anything in my life because I thought it was going to make me beautiful in, in another man's eyes besides my husband. That no longer exists. So now it's time for me to start setting some things, making things make sense for me. And I do realize that um, for certain men that I was dating or am dating or whatever, that that's not what he views or they may view as aesthetically beautiful, but fuck you. It's not about you. And that's, I mean, that's just me. I'm, I'm doing things for me now. I'm not going to argue with you, right? It's more so, it's like that last part where it was like, fuck you, right? It's, because I look at it with a lot of, a lot of decisions that are made in relationships, whether they're committed or we're just, you know, fucking around or whatever, platonic, whatever, romantic relationships that are between one man and one woman. The men that I know, and we touched on this a little bit last week, rarely get a say in a lot of how the shit goes. It's kind of men, men in 2019 are more reactive and proactive as far as like a lot of the relationships are concerned. Like we, for example, last week we touched on like, if, if you and Shorty had a, a certain sexual relationship and then out of nowhere, she just looks like, you're my boyfriend now. And you're like, but, but, but I didn't. Right. I didn't agree to that. Right. But now it's either 
agree to it. Or lose shorty. Or lose shorty. Right. Um, and or or things like where, you know, and I'm not saying that you should give give a fuck about what people think about your own hairstyle. But for example, like whether we talk about like celibacy in the middle of a relationship or, you know, drastic job changes or drastic, you know, appearance changes, whatever the case may be. A, a lot of it seems like, well, nigga, you, it's either accepted or fuck you. But I think why someone should be able to say, eh, without the demonization after it. Like so you, you can you can leave a nigga, but it shouldn't be like a. It's not for me. It's not a demonization because I can honestly stand. Like, listen, I, your favorite little shit talker is not in there because I can dish it the same way I take it. Mm. You know what I mean? And I understand that the way I choose to wear my hair is not the popular preference. I grew up like that. Like, that's this is not the first time I've cut all my hair off. Like, it's and it probably in my lifetime won't be the last, if I'm being honest. So my partner not necessarily You wanna be NDRE so goddamn bad, see, don't you? A, I knew it was coming, the riff was coming. Did but, you think did you think I was gonna let you get all of this shit off without some jokes like that? Do you think, did but you see, forget who I was? You're making my point. You're making my point. Making the cracking the joke and not reaffirming at the end of it is the issue that I'm having. Right. Because okay, you can have your preferences. That's fine. I'm not gonna fit all those boxes. I'm not gonna check all those boxes off. And it's you, you don't have to. And I don't have to. But cracking the jokes, one thing. Never reaffirming your partner that she's still beautiful. That you still see her attractive. That you still find her sexy. No, my hair is not ideal for you. It doesn't have to be. But the core of me and the beauty of me is still there. That's the part that, you know what I mean? If it, that's also not there, then that's noticed. Like the riff, bro, I got my skin. Bro, I grew up the youngest out of eight kids. My skin is thick as shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? It had to be. The same siblings that roasted me were the same siblings that taught me how to fight. The same that taught me how to go get somebody. Bro, I used to get picked. I've been getting picked on since the first fucking grade. Bro, I can talk some shit. I can take some shit. That's never the big deal. But knowing that you're intimate or being with somebody who does not reaffirm the fact that despite your lifestyle or your physical changes, that the core of you is still beautiful and I still see you sexy matters. And when that's not there, that's when it starts to become self-conscious. You know what I mean? And I'm still human. Like, mm -hmm. I'm still allowed to feel insecure. And cutting my hair off, as empowering as it is, there's still that little bit of me is just like, am I still, am I not aesthetically pleasing anymore? And even though I find me pretty, I find me sexy, I'm not necessarily unavailable. You, you, can't, you can't date yourself. Exactly. So it was like, am I still attractive to the people that I'm looking forward to dating? Yeah, and 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 those that's all valid, and I know I can only say so much when it comes to the subject because I'm a nigga, and at the end of the day, my male opinion, eh, like you know what I'm saying, like right. it's not your favorite thing in the world, but but it's, it's if like, your partner were to do this, right? Mm -hmm. If say your partner were to to say, you know what, my hair, I can't, and I I, I, I my my personal opinion is I. I want you to do whatever you look best in. And so whatever, and so some, you know, Deion Sanders, ironically enough, says, look good, feel good, feel good, play good. And so if you feel you're at your best, short hair, 
I'm with it. If you feel like you're at your best, long hair, I'm with it. You feel like you're at your best when you can switch out your hair every goddamn day with with, with the wig weave combination. Cool. Just don't ask me to pay for it every goddamn time. <laughs> but, Which is fair. Which but is fair. So, you know, and I think for me it's like, because there's some women who look better short hair, but they do long hair. Amber Rose is one of them. When Amber Rose has like the wig in. With I the, hate it. I'm like. I uh, hate it. But there's also some people who look better with the long hair versus the short hair. Um, and there's some people who are just blessed enough to have, 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 have just that versatility. Um, and I, I just, I think I'm as, as I'm speaking for myself and anyone who may identify with me, it's like, it's, 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 it's passive because it's like, we're told shut the fuck up and listen when it comes to a lot in 2019 as like a course correction and a, almost sometimes an overcorrection. Yeah. Of what the sins of our ancestors, the sins of our previous generations, yeah. a lot of energy in 2019 to a lot of men is just shut the fuck up and do and and be all right with whatever the fuck I do. And as someone who is outspoken as I am, mm-hmm. that it it don't it don't read it don't read it don't because it's like if you want me to to allow you this grace one, grace this for yeah. for expression. But yet you try to silence me when you just think I may say some shit that may not necessarily agree with you. Nigga, I feel I feel silenced. I feel like, but going back to the original point, like your body, your rules. At the end of the day, it's your body, your rules. And unless it's ironic it, that you say your body, your rules, because there was something I didn't want to touch on. Um, in Ohio. Our governor has decided to pass, sign the heartbeat bill. And uh, the heartbeat bill basically means that at six weeks, you as a woman are illegally, I mean, excuse me, are legally permitted from getting an abortion at six weeks. Now, this hits home for me for a lot of reasons, because I was six weeks when I found out I was even pregnant. A lot of people are. average woman does, because at six weeks... Um, is when you find out that you actually missed a period, which lets you know that you may be pregnant. Um, and the bill has not, it's not a law yet. It's just been signed. So let me make that clear. So if there's it's a not, woman out there right now who still needs advantage. help, take advantage who of still it. needs a resource, contact me, please, and I will get you the help that you need. Um, I will send you and point you in the right direction. We will figure some things out together because your options are not completely gone. But I just need you to know where you're at with things. For the women who are um, like myself, who have issues with um, oral contraceptive or contraceptive period outside of like a condom, um, female contraceptive, as I, as I call it, um, we probably do need to wrap and talk, too, because I'm in a position now where I don't necessarily believe in female contraceptive because of the side effects. But now if I don't practice with this type of contraceptive and I were to need an abortion service, my choices are very limited. And the problem is, among many problems, is even like Ohio surrounded by restrictive abortion states as well. So you've got to hit 95 on that ass. And go, and go to Pennsylvania. And like, and you know, because Kentucky has similar, it's not as, Ohio's one of the strictest, but it's not, but Kentucky's super ass red state. 
Indiana, super, super ass red state. state. Um, so it's just one of those things when I tell people that you have to start paying attention because it affects not just you. And um, I thank God that I'm surrounded by men who understand how this affects them as well. Um, I thank God that for the men who recognize that this may not affect them at all, but the women that they that it affects women, so it does affect them. Um, I don't believe that this bill has anything else to do but the fact that you want to control women's choice and women's bodies and put your and insert yourself in business that honestly has nothing to fucking do with health care. Abortion is health care. Abortion is a right. And the fact that and the propaganda and the media that's been used to push this pisses me off because when they talk about the heartbeat bill at six weeks, you're not showing at six weeks. At six weeks, the baby is, as bi- it's not even a baby. It's an embryo. It's an embryo. It's not a baby. We're not talking about something that's breathing, living, and thriving. We're not talking about, a b- and then the, the, the propaganda that's been pushed beside it is showing a woman that's like at least five or six months pregnant. And they're showing um, a sonogram of an actual child. Even if the woman got to be in her third trimester and decided that that wasn't for her, that's her motherfucking business. And the crazy thing is that these pro-lifers get out here on their motherfucking platforms and want to talk about pro-life, but then don't want to talk about what happens after the baby leaves the, fe- the fetus. Is that not pro-life too? Is social care not pro-life too? Is making sure that welfare is acceptable to everybody not pro-life? Is making sure that the prison pipeline is not affecting African-American and people of color the way it is not pro-life? Y'all want to talk about pro-life? Let's talk about it. But this hurt my heart because what if I needed the decision to not have kiddo? My life would be extremely different. But at the same time, that was my choice to make. And how dare somebody impede me? And I can only think about the 17-year-old Alexes out there in the world. Me at 17 and how many other girls out there with the same situation, but not the same support, who would need this and have definitely been stifled because of it. Or about the, the rape and molestation victims out there who need this service but are told that they can't have it. And then well, and then their, their um, assailants can go to court and fight for custody over a child that was conceived out of rape. I think about them quite often when it comes to this bill. We're not, or the women who have um, aptoxic pregnancies who need abortion services because at that point it does become life or death and cannot have it. When we talk about abortion services, it's not just some reckless woman or some harlot or some hoe who was out here being, you know, misusing or abusing her own vagina, as y'all like to say it, because it's her fucking pussy. She can do what the fuck she wants with it, what she wants. It's not just that. Abortion services cover a lot more than just your stereotypical situations or what you think is a stereotypical situation. So I just, my heart hurts, my head hurts, and um, I'm just... I'm I'm saddened and I'm just extremely disappointed. Not surprised, but disappointed. As a man, I'm going to do what men should do in these situations and just shut the fuck up. Because the the key is this. It's a woman's choice. And as a man, I, you know, you could argue it, but you, but You've accepted that once your decision making in that this whole children rearing process 
goes off the door the, mo- the moment you conceive. After once your sperm done crip walks. <laughs> I gotta ask. I gotta add some levity to this situation. This shit shit deeper than the intro, but you know. What but what but once but once you impregnate Shorty, you don't get a say anymore. That's why we I victim- wish men would stop acting so helpless in that too. But no, but here, here but here's okay. So I mean you can I'll say like, hey, like you know, you can now, I don't even want to say recommendation because recommendation sounds strong. You can offer your opinion. I mean, at but, the end but, of the day. But at the end of the day, like, whatever is, again, choice. Because choosing to have a baby is also a choice. You know what it is? I wish men, before they start putting themselves in these type of situations, understood their rights in this situation as well. Because, okay, you have a one-night stand or you and Shorty, speak, yeah, speak you and Shorty decide to get reckless, right? Mm-hmm. You get her pregnant. Okay? Two to tango. Y'all end up pregnant. Okay, you don't want to keep said child, but she does. You can legally give up your parental rights. I don't want to do this. You want to make this decision. I didn't want to make this decision. So you can go through the courts and say, I don't want to make this decision. I didn't want to be a father and legally give up your parental rights to this child. And there be that. Question. Does that also... And I, and I don't mean this callously because, you know, Capricorns can be callous. I get it. If you go through and give up your parental rights, can that person still put you on child support? No. You legally gave up your parental rights to this child. You legally gave up your um, responsibilities to this child. You can do that. I think. I know a lot of people don't know that. And that's, I don't, you I th- can absolutely. I think it's, you I think it's ignorance on, 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 on you it's can ignorance, absolutely do that. Um, a, a part of you know, but the I culture. think also men need to start taking more accountability and stop saying I didn't know what I could do and go find out. And there's a little bit of laziness when it comes to parental rights, uh, for paternal rights specifically, specifically. Excuse me. So, I I really think that men, and I and I hate to. I'm not trying to bash, but I've also been through this. So I think a lot of times men take the very lazy route when it comes to understanding their paternal rights or lack thereof. And there's a lot of resources out there. The same way that y'all can find out about everything the fuck else, you can find out about, okay, I have a child in this world. What do I do next? Start asking those questions and the resources will come to you. And I'm a firm believer that Facebook without works is dead. So if you really believe in this and you really believe in your stance and not being a father and not participating, you feel like your rights were taken advantage of and you feel like this woman made a decision without your consideration, go take some legal steps behind that shit, my nigga. Or if you feel like this, you had a child with a woman and she's not allowing you to see your seed, go take her ass to court and be prepared for that fight. Be prepared for that fight because it, it is going to be a fight. I know, I know several niggas who have fought in the court system, and I you, just, you fight you fight an uphill battle when it comes to like a, a, like a man that like family court. Listen, all honestly, because I've been in family court, all they're asking you for is some accountability. All they're asking you for, they're gonna. I'm gonna tell you this right now. They're gonna ask for a DNA test because they need to make sure that you are the legal, the the actual biological child father of this because child. Because you can't give up rights if you don't have them legally. Period. And they're going to say, okay, you need to show proof of support. It behooves you to put yourself on child support so it's on paper before she goes to file. And that's just my advice. If you're serious about it, 
because a lot of I think we get possession and custody of the child mixed up mm -hmm. because the legal terms have not been defined. Right. Because our law system is fucking garbage. But continue. you the state of Ohio is terrible when it comes to establishing parental rights for men. I will be the first person to say that. So because I've seen the system work on both hands. Yeah, I have. So when it comes to establishing parental rights, you need to be prepared for it. Okay, I'm going to go put myself on child support. I'm going to show that I've made an effort. I'm going to show that I want to be a part of this child's life. So when you go and you ask for custody, you ask for parental, you ask for shared things, and it makes it less likely for a judge to tell you no because you've already been showing. Paper trail. Paper trail. Period. Because so for a lot of y'all niggas who just, who just catch up your, your baby mama. That is a paper trail. That's a paper trail. But or a lot of y'all need to start putting that shit on wax. If you can pass shop your baby mama $50 a week, $50 a week is $200 a month. Put it on wax. Get it through the state. And I understand that a lot of y'all got into a lot of your situations on a, on a very messy end. Shit happens. But all is not lost. Because co-parenting in general, it by definition, is messy. Because we only call it co-parenting when you're not together anymore. Exactly. Um, and that's why I don't have no kids. I, and I, I I know I have a specific. I'm the first person to say co-parenting is a journey because there are times where me and that nigga do not get along. And I thank God that my mama has always been a neutral party between me and him whenever we weren't seeing eye to eye because she keeps us focused. And I thank God for that because a lot of moms, especially maternal mothers, this is my mother who has decided to make sure that me and him play fair, play nice in the same box. Because you and don't want because at the end of the day, it's, it's about the kid. Exactly. And and the messiness of because I've seen it, it gets ugly. I've and you don't want the ugly. kid to become collateral. Yeah, and that's the one thing me and him have both decided that we were going to handle on the most mature and possible. But we're way far away from the point. My point about it is this: excuse me, the heartbeat bill is two steps away from being signed into a law. I'm disappointed and I am hurt. But all is not lost. And if there's a woman out there who finds herself in a situation where you need help or if you know somebody who knows somebody, y'all know my inbox is always open. I can answer some questions and I can point you in the right direction. Bring it to me. And also, and one couple kind of thoughts for, for men, because we talk about the laissez-faire nature. Um, mm -hmm. A, I hate to keep beating a dead horse, but this is why voting in non-presidential elections matter. Because you elect the you elect the House of Representatives, you elect the state Senate, you elect the governor that make this happen, mm -hmm. and oftentimes those elections aren't on the same cycle as the presidential election. So this is why voting for the, your lo your local state offices matter, because you put the people in place to make these laws happen or not happen. Secondly, men, as someone who speak who's speaking from experience of like you know, all the talk about how we hate condoms and how condom sex is turkey bacon versus regular bacon. <laughs> All of that talk, this affects you too. Because A, I know a lot of, listen, if I, if I had got every woman pregnant that like, you know what I'm saying? Like, boy, like, and I didn't even have a real pregnancy scare, but it only takes one time. Right. You know what I'm saying? But, all of those, all of those times, man, that you fucked up, that you, that you miscalculated, you know, that 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 the the, the condom broke, or 
you don't know if Shorty is actively taking her her concept her con- contraceptive. You know, her her birth control pill look like every other day. Like you know, like these things, if they take this away from from women, and or make it extremely hard for them to do, this affects you too. Because listen, I know a lot of niggas ain't ready for a kid. Nope. And y'all got no business having them. And especially you ain't got no business having them with her. Yes, mm-hmm. nigga. That, that one. one. The one with the fat ass. Uh-huh. You know she ain't gonna be mm-hmm. a good she mother. Got, you listen, you know mm-hmm. you you know y'all only get along every third Friday when when y'all come over and see each other. You know you don't need to, need to have a kid with her. So be so oftentimes this is a time frame where you as a man need has to advocate. Have to have to you know get in the trenches and be like, look, all right, we like what do we need to do to 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 to, to try to fight this or try to repeal this? A, the ACLU is currently in the process of suing the Ohio State government about this law, claiming it's unconstitutional. Do your research, do your googles as far as what as a man. You can do, but also in my honest opinion, this law is extremely unconstitutional because it directly undermines Roe versus Wade. But the point I was making was, and you kind of, but also understand that this ain't your field. This ain't this ain't your field where you get to just be gung ho and be the leader in this. You gotta know how to play the side role. It's also if you're a man and you're in a position to do so, allow the woman next to you to speak. This affects her first. And I'm not saying it does not affect you at all. It affects her first. And when this is this is an attack on a woman's right to choice, it's an attack on her body. Her agency. It's a it's exactly. It's an attack on her agency as a woman. You know, there is no male contraceptive outside of a condom and a hysterectomy. None. Which means that there is very little that is governing your right to ejaculate whenever and however. And honestly, without with or without consent, if we're going to speak on it real, rape cases are if you're an African-American male and your assailant is an African-American woman, you're as good as God off. So I'm just saying that when it comes to this topic, men, you know, and it's not too often that I'm not here for male opinions because I love to argue. But on this one, you really, really need to take a more empathetic route if I have any advice. Um. Yeah, that's my that on that. <laughs> um, so speaking of, of, of empathy, right? Let's might as well lean into the sadness a little bit. And I didn't even watch this shit, but uh, the, the funeral, the remember the, the homegoing service, the celebration of life uh, for Nipsey Hussle was um, between the last time we spoke to you guys. And we, I actually didn't watch it. I was at work. <laughs> But I like peeked in here and there. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't like watch it, watch it. And and part of it, like I know, like I know, like, it was one p.m. Eastern time, and I wasn't necessarily prepared to deal with those emotions at work because like, I need I don't need anybody to ask me why I'm crying. Right. But um, so we we it's not we gonna stay long on it, but just um, just understand that only two people in the history of ever have had had their homegoing service at the Staples Center. Nipsey Hussle and Michael Jackson, and no, no disrespect of a dead, but Michael Jackson sold a hell of a lot more records than Nipsey Hussle. Period. As so, a matter of fact, Nipsey Hussle was he was he did he have a, a major record deal? He ju- he just the the last album he released, Victory Lap, was his quote unquote debut. But it was, oh, it was okay. his major 
record label the thing, debut. I again wasn't one of those people that was like a huge Nipsey Hustle fan, and I wasn't. But I also understood. Okay, here's here's the parallel that I find like when people ask me what am I first, a woman or a black or a woman, and it this is this is the reason why. That question is a little frustrating because... No black woman likes to answer that question, by no, the way. none of us do. <laughs> like, you're never going to get an answer Because I enter the room as both, my nigga. But I can recognize the person that Nipsey Hussle was. And I can recognize the good that he was doing in the community. I can recognize the jobs that he created. I can recognize that, you know, I can recognize the opportunities that he was putting forth in his community, okay? Mm-hmm. And be proud of all of that. Be, and love it. And appreciate it. But I can also recognize that the man was homophobic and he spoke out flagrantly about homophobia. He also spoke out, he made some st- statements regarding black women that weren't in the most positive light. I can recognize that and, and hold both in the same space. So am I, am I upset that we lost such a, a, a person who is making such strides in the community? Absolutely. But on the back end of things. You know what I mean? Like, it's still not lost on me that you've made, you've been harmful as much as you've been helpful. And I, here's a counter for that, because I've heard that. I also saw some of, we ain't gonna talk about it too much, but some of y'all in, in those communities were just real, we, we kept the files on the initial tweets right. about how, some people have jubilation or just a lack of empathy. We we kept the file. Just know. Um, but he he did a Breakfast Club interview, mm-hmm. and I know Breakfast Club is not necessarily the bastion of a fucking political politically correctness, right? But he but they asked him about those about the homophobic posts. Mm-hmm. He did atone for them for, to an extent, where he was like, you know what, like it came off like that, but. That wasn't my that wasn't my full intention, he, he, you know, and he he kind of said something where it's like, I'm in the music industry in in Hollywood, California, like I can't move in the music industry, and be homophobic and and hate and hate gay people because they're all they're all around and and we need each other to continue to help, and um and as well as his his black woman comments, he's he, he's he's he apologized for them and and and. And because the one I saw was from like 2015, where he was like, I can't retweet that. But, you know, to somebody else, you know, saying black women were a disgrace to the culture. But also, you know, he said, like, it's my job to protect you. And it's my job to as a, as a man, it's my job to protect a black woman. So he I'm had, glad he's OK. Here's he, the thing. He, he, I've always held space for artists to grow. OK. And he looked it looks like he, he was and growing, he looks like he was on his way. Which made everything I can't worse. speak right. I can't speak for what you haven't done. Right. I can speak for the potential that was there. You know what I mean? Right. So, all right, cool. He was doing the work. And that's the difference. And see, somebody had called me out on it. They was like, oh, Alex, you could hold space for Nipsey to, to atone for his mistakes, but not XX Tentacion. And I said, XX Tentacion made no reverence. He made no apologies. He made it, he never made it right. That nigga was flagrantly violent. He was fra- like, he was flagrantly everything that I stand against. So I have no space for that. He died the way he wanted to live, violent. So it's, it, I'm sorry that that's the way he left this earth, but I hold no space in my heart for somebody who had no space in their heart for me, okay? Nipsey made business to provide a better opportunity for his community. I can hold space for him to grow 
because he was showing growth, especially because when you were addressed about the problems that, I mean, how problematic you were, you apologized and you recognized that that was a problem. I can let that go. I can, I can, I can accept your apology. And, and yeah, and it's just, you see, you see the impact. Right. And mind you, I'm not going to front like. Listen, if every problematic thing that ever came out of my mouth, somebody was just like, and I made it to that level and somebody charged me up about it. Like, okay, Alex, this is who you are now. But what about this, this, that, and the third? I would still stand by what the fuck I said. I would say, you know what? Back then, that's exactly how I felt about things. But as I'm allowed to grow and as I'm allowed to learn, I understand the error of my ways. And literally, when it comes to artists, any artist, for that matter of fact, who comes across like that, if, th- if that's their approach, I can forgive. And also, I think we have to understand it's not it's not it's not necessarily an excuse, but it's 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 understanding that. But you have to show that growth. Yeah, but you have to show that growth. But also, you have to understand that a lot of you, for hood, and and I mean that like the the place where a lot of people grew up. Mm-hmm. Isn't the bastion of of of, of, of intersectionality Especially and, and, and understanding in the black community and understanding intersect like like it's just not like like intersectionality is a millennial thing and y'all have late to, millennial late millennial because these early nineties not the late nineties kids they ain't got it but us our generation the the black professionals of our day right now we understand the importance of intersectionality and it's our job to teach it i think what frustrates our generation the most is that we are the breakers of a lot of chains and a lot of generational curses so there's a lot that we carry on our backs when it comes to to lessons like you know i mean debunking what we were taught and also teaching what um debunking what we were taught and also teaching it forward so there's a lot that we carry on our shoulders as this particular generation, but it's not impossible. And, and you know, going back to the point, the impact, right? Like, you see kind of the impact that he had, like, and the strength that he had, and the, and the strength that he came from. Mm-hmm. His mother, his mother, mind you, the mother who just lost her youngest oh, son. Because there's no way. There's no had way. Had the strength, the grace to, comf- to comfort his fans. Like it's okay. Like N- Nipsey was such a, a, a inquisitive individual. Now he has all the answers to the questions he's been asking. Like to like for some, for, I can imagine for someone who I know lose her if son, I were to lose my child in the way that I lost in the way she lost hers, I would y'all would still be picking me up off the floor. So the strength that that woman has, she deserves everything. Shout, shout out to to, to to his brother. Black Sam, who you knew that, like, he was spoken in front of 20,000 people and hundreds of thousands, if not millions, watching, like, he was on the block. And, mm-hmm. and like, and if I died, I made, if I died, <laughs> I made the set proud, nigga. Like, and you could tell, you could tell that, A, it was eating him up so much that he wasn't by Nipsey's side. Right. Because he was could, down the street. He was down, the, he, he was on his way to the store when he, when he lost his brother. That's crazy. And because you know, like you could tell it his eyes and the way he's spoken, the way he's carrying himself. At if Black Sam was there, he'd have aired that bitch out. But it wouldn't be no trial. Period. <laughs> it wouldn't be no trial. Um, Lauren London just the, you know the, what? the grace that she had. I I looked at her, and you know what it is? Because I had peeped in while I was at work. Because Twitter, yeah. I love Twitter. But so I'd watched a little bit while I was at work, and a moment that she went to go give her her spiel. 
I lost it. I was no good. I can. She called that man her sanctuary, her peace, her her heart, her love, and it just reminded me that I have never been in love. I have never felt that way about any partner I've ever been with. Same. I've never felt like I've had home with somebody. And the fact that she had that, even if she lost it, the fact that she's experienced that kind of love, that is kind it, of power. Is it better to love and lost and never loved at all? I'm so, my heart is less like be there for her and more or less like I am so proud of her. And the grace that she had, because you got to understand, like, man, only is a sadness. This is anger. Because we forget that this man, like, we don't forget, but, like, it wasn't like he died in a car crash or it wasn't right. like he got Somebody sick. Somebody took him. Somebody took his life. And um, just a grace that the family show, when he didn't have to, let's be honest, they didn't have to, like, broadcast the service. They had their own private service. They didn't have to broadcast they the service. They could have done this as private as they wanted to. They didn't owe us shit. And, and so... And shout out to Nipsey's sister. Shout out to, and the kids. The kids. Um, like shout out to that whole family. Um, they, I will that say, was just strength personified. That was just so much. They were, you know shout what? Shout out to Uncle was? Snoop. Shout out to watch all the people. Who it wasn't even strength. It was love. It wasn't about strength. It was love. There was so much love there. There was so like, Lord, I can only pray that my family, when it's my time. That my family is surrounded by that much love. Because they, they, they say that, like, if you want to find out how a family is, go, let a funeral happen. Because you know you could, what it is? You could tell the family. You want to know something funny? And I hate to even make this about me, but. Um, oh, don't worry. Every, every, other people have made it about themselves soon. We'll, I'm going to we'll get to that. We'll touch on that. Because I'm going to talk about y'all niggas. Two, it, so, two Saturdays ago, um, my Uncle Kenny passed, and um, he, he died of cancer. And for those of the family who were close, like I, that was my favorite uncle. Mm-hmm. And it's taken me a while to get on Facebook where he was like a platform and like me and him would have debates back and forth and where we would actually speak. Um, a lot of it for me was like I found out late that he was sick. And then in my head, the week that I found out that he was sick, I said, OK, I'm going to make it a point to go see him. And then by the time I had got back into town, he had passed because I went to Baltimore last weekend. And then while, that Saturday while I was in Baltimore, he had died. Mm-hmm. And selfishly, I was like, why didn't I go see my uncle? Why didn't I just go at least reach out? Why didn't I do the things that right. I said I was going to do? Right. And then to find out that, you know, there were some financial issues that are with burying him, which are solved now. We got it figured out. But selfishly, it's like, why did I not tell you what you meant to me while you were here? So now that you're gone, I'm buying you flowers instead of giving them to you. Right. I'm I'm in my heart trying to wrestle with the selfish feelings that I have about your death instead of being happy about the fact that you're no longer in pain. You don't have to suffer. You don't have to fight. You don't hear that fussing. You don't have to hear any of it anymore. It's gone for that portion of your life is gone. And you are in and you know what it is? My Uncle Kenny was a shit talker. <laughs> I think it runs. I think that's what the one trait that we get on both sides of my family. Honest, we gonna talk some shit. We gonna drink. We gonna eat, and we gonna have a good motherfucking time. And that's what we did. And he was the uncle that would always, he would always fact check me, and he would always make sure that if I had something to say, I could back my shit up every time. Anytime I opened my mouth, he would say, "Where'd you get that from? How did you learn that?" He would make sure that I I had my receipt straight. And there's not so many people who check me. And he did. And um, to my family, 
to a specifically Ash. Um, that's my cousin who has actually been the one taking who is taking care of him in his final days. Um, who was actually the one that raised money for this funeral. If I just want you to know that I am extremely proud of you. And I love you. And you are strength personified. And a lot of times where you thought you didn't have your support and you thought things weren't going to come together for you, girl, they did. And I, I love you. And um, I'm sorry that I couldn't be there more for you the way that you needed. And I couldn't be there more for my family the way they needed. So if y'all have a loved one and y'all are on bad terms or y'all not speaking, cut all that bullshit out. Go. You never know. Because I didn't know. And I thought I had time and I didn't. So go go hug on them real quick. I mean, you know what I've been going through. Yeah. Uh and I'm I'm a little private, so I ain't gonna just know. Um I did get a chance to say my last goodbyes. And I I appreciate the universe for letting that happen. Um <clears throat> but that the dysfunction that is is prevalent with yeah. this side of the family to the point where like everybody who would want to go to the funeral can't go. It's foul. And just that, just just the evil and the, like that was the cherry on top of a lot of deaths in the past. You know. Month and a half, you know, airy season, right? We talked about airy season. Airy season's been kicking my black ass. Listen, between the turn up and the, the funerals and the, the deaths that have been surrounding airy season, you know what it is? Death always brings birth of something. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times it's not even just physical death. Unfortunately for this season, it for, it's been physical deaths for the both of us. But um, it also births something new. And I pray that this season just has, is, is preparing us for... for for our flowers. There's a, sh there's a shift in the culture. Yeah. There's sure. a shift in the culture. For sure. Um, you know, I think we feel it. I think, I think, I, I hope that this shift in the culture isn't just a blip on the radar for a lot of people. Right. Because I know for me, um, not only, like you said, a kind of, uh, you know, if you're in bad times with someone that you love, like your family, like, why? Like, it's one of those things you got to really, and I'm not saying just willingly forgive toxic people and bring them back into your life. No, but, ain't nobody saying all that. But examine why. Like, there's, life is too short for petty shit to drive that wedge. Now, if they're toxic and they're a very active detriment, I'm not going to tell you to apologize to them. But if it's petty, if it's something that can be resolved with, with a, a serious face to face conversation, Let's get the ball rolling on that. Um, I, I remember when um, my Miami classmate, um, Eric Finkley, when he passed, and it brought so many people from our class, from from his class, like the people I went to school with together. And it's like, you know, it was it was bittersweet because mm -hmm. it's like, why did it take this this right. for people that we used to spend every day with for four plus years, but. We get wrapped up in our own shit. We get wrapped up in our own lives. We move to different cities. We move to different countries in some aspects. And now seven, eight years since you've seen some people. And, you know, you have those memories. You come back and you, 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 you cut the shit. But, like, it's like, why, why does it take Don't this? waste that moment. And the crazy thing is with me, if I feel like there's somebody I haven't spoken to in a while and I know that, you know what I mean, turns may or may not have been good or may or may not have been bad, 
parts of me at this point where my life was just like fucking, I'm going to reach out because you are on my spirit for whatever reason. And whatever turns out from that, turns out from that. And I pray that we end on a great note. There's some people where it's just like, damn, I was thinking about you. I'm going to hit you up. Because you were on my mind. You were in my spirit for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. And I don't believe in coincidences. Right. I feel like if you were on my spirit, it was meant for me to say something to you. Also. Or at least send up a prayer you know, or something. But also, stop playing with your guests. I don't know who needs to hear this. Maybe I need to hear this. Stop playing with your guests. Stop playing with your blessing. Because you were blessed with something that you know you've been fucking around with. Because it's life. You know, we get we get caught up in, you know, the corporate job, the nine to five. We get lazy. We rest on our laurels. We don't feel like doing X. We don't feel like doing Y. Stop playing with your blessing. That shit, that, that, that business venture that you know you, you, you needed to start on a month and a half ago, go ahead. Start best time to start was yesterday. Second best time is tomorrow. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that you know that you could be going harder than what, you be, than what you're doing right now. You know that you kind of like, you driving 30 when you could really drive 60. Stop playing with your blessing. Stop resting on the fact that you think you have time because I keep re keep getting reminded hey, I have no time. Man, time is fleeting. Life is the longest thing that we'll do, but time is fleeting. And not only that, you know how many people are on their deathbeds wishing they did X, Y, and Z? I don't want to be one of those people. I want to say I pushed every day to the limit. I want to say that I woke up every day and Allie Nicole did what the fuck she wanted to do and I wanna, how she wanted I to wanna, do wanna, it. I want to, and you know, if you don't believe in heaven, that's fine. But me personally, I want to make it to heaven on the seat, like on the seat of my pants, like nigga, like look at Jesus, like out of breath, like <laughs> I gave everything I got. You know my heart. <laughs> I'm here now, though. Like, you know what I'm saying? But like, just stop playing with your blessing. And it'll mean something to whoever need to mean something. Stop playing with your blessing. You and you you know better. Stop doing that. So there's something that I really wanted to like touch on on a different note. You said there's a trial and error in terms of relationship. All right, yeah. What's back, this? All right, back cool. Um, so I, I call that doing something that you ain't know was a no no until they told you. Uh oh. So like spinning my mouth, something like that, or you need explicit permission. To but, but, do but, shit or, like that. or 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 something like, um, say you you intimate with somebody. Okay. You, you get you getting you know what I'm saying you get into your bag. Okay. People like to dirty talk. People like to you know. Sure, I'm with it. Bit and, and somehow somehow he's like yeah take that shit bitch or like something <gasps> come out your mouth. You let the bitch fly in bed, Calvin. I may have in in a past in a past life in a past relationship past you know may past have. ten minutes, you know what I'm saying. But the reason I say trial and error is because I've never been checked on that until the last time. Okay, so boundaries is the name of this conversation. Boundaries, and so and so when me and a person that I was intimate with had this conversation. We had this conversation the day after because I received some bad news. So she was like, that's not the proper time to bring it up. Right. So me and this person had this conversation. She was like, oh, by the way. <laughs> Don't do that shit again. Pretty much. And so. Okay. So all right. All right. All right. All right. So they like to call me peaches when you get this nasty. And I'm not Allie. Like, I don't know who the fuck I am in bed, but it don't be me. Because if you were to tell me what the fuck I did in bed and I would look at this shit like, no. And they be like, nigga, yes, you did. Bro, fam, like, she had to, like, 
so when she told me, I was like, I did. I'm like, what? My bad. Because was like, because I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Me and the man I'm dating, I'm pretty sure he's done some shit that, like, Alex right now in front of you would not be okay with. But in that moment, I was totally with. I was totally with the shit. And and so like and and it didn't what it didn't like hard stop the session. Got it. You know what I'm saying? We we finished the okay. session, but it was like she and me on and I, but she also said I remember she saying she said like. You're lucky you're you. Because if it was enough person, I would have cut them off. Fair. And, but I'm, and so fair. I look at it like. Fair. I, I that's fair. It. That is fair. That's, that's, that's I fair. I look at it like this, though. If that person doesn't know that that's a issue, you know what I'm saying? But see, Can you cut thing. them off for the first time? All right. I mean, no, but if you were to enter the same session or the different type of session and you cross the boundary twice oh, no, yeah, no. and she stopped the session completely, I can't blame her. No, 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 no. For like, instance, all right, I enjoy being choked out during sex, but you got to grab the side of the neck, not the center, because the center means you're trying to kill me. The side means you're trying to pleasure me, right? Right. But nigga I'm fucking with is not a little ass nigga. So I have to you hit the tap. On the back of the hand, let you know you a little hard. It's a little hard. It's, it's a little too hard. And then he softens up and then it's perfect. You know what I mean? Right. But if I tap the back of that hand and you don't and it don't soften up, I'm throwing a flag on a motherfucking play. Hey, nigga, I know you I I know you felt the tap tap. Nigga, the pineapples, pineapples. Pineapples, doorknob, red, whatever your safe word is. Yeah, and okay? first of all, make sure your safe word is something that you're not going to say in normal sex conversation. No. It got to be something real, like, awkward, like, snuffleupagus or something. It's got to be some awkward ass. That way, like, no- ain't no one saying snuffleupagus on purpose, in, unless, unless this is a safe word. Like, you know what I mean? Safe word need to be something that I wouldn't just yell out during an orgasm. Like, no, no one's yelling, red door, red, no, no. Hold the door. Hold the door. <laughs> Nobody's yelling, hold the door during sex. That's the piece, my nigga. Nobody's yelling that during sex. Damn, if you yell out, hold the door I might cry, bitch. <laughs> nobody's that, that yelling. That might well be the same word, because I'm going to stop in the middle of the shit and start laughing. But I'm nobody's like, yelling, I'm hold the door during like, sex. I'm like, get the fuck off me. You're safe for it, needs to be something. You're <laughs> Your safe word needs to be something obtuse as hell, okay? But see, here's the thing. But, all right, so jokingly, jokingly, I sent the guy that I'm dating a picture of Rihanna, and I was just like, I let her spin my mouth. Because it was a a fire-ass picture. And he was just like, oh, word? Because I almost did it last night. And I was like, okay, (laughs) cool. Don't. (laughs) I didn't say don't. I'm that. Right, listen, I right. listen. Okay, you know what? No, I have too many family members that listen to this, but Alex is not a virgin. And shout out to kiddo. Shout out to kiddo. But no, I'm not a virgin, and I enjoy doing things in bed that please me as well. You know what I'm saying? And I just feel like, what's the difference between a long kiss and spitting your mouth? Yeah, y'all exchanging saliva the same way. I don't understand what's the difference between swallowing and spitting mouth. 
I don't understand. Hey, I just know as a guy, um, if you like it, I love it for the most part. Um, I have a couple hard no's. If, if we're ever intimate, you will know what those hard no's are. Um, but see, here's the thing. This is a level of freakdom that you only get when you're like the nigga, my nigga, nigga, like the nigga I'm fucking fucking. It's exclusive. This is that. Which brings me to my next fucking point. Okay. Mm -hmm. So in this whole millennial dating thing, you know what I mean? Because I was trying to have a conversation with my mom about this and she completely did not understand. She's like, bitch, either y'all together or you not. And I said, no, mom, there are tears to this shit. Oh, there's definitely levels. You have mommy, you have casual dating, you have exclusive dating. Oh, there's definitely, there's definitely Okay. I, oh, I, um. and the guy that I'm seeing, have decided to be exclusively dating each other. Right. Now, exclusively dating means that you are still single. Facts. By technicality. Ain't no technicality, nigga, you single. Right. But if we're exclusively seeing each other... That means that in my head, and please correct me if I'm wrong, because I might have it fucked up. I, I don't, you know I'm good for that. Please, please correct me if I'm wrong. Exclusively seeing each other means that we are both single, but we're also not picking up on hoes. Meaning we're also not sleeping with other people. Meaning that we're not coming across available because you are not. So, all right, but follow me here. Okay. So, I exclusively dating to me means... Yes, you you are the only person I am giving my penis to. Right. You are the first person I ask if I need a plus one to any anywhere. Facts. Um, you know, there's intimacy involved. Um however, okay, put you and I may not actively be trying to add to the roster. As you should not. But if someone rolls a ball into my court, I am still single. And I don't want anyone, man or woman, to miss out on their potential husband or wife because they're quote unquote exclusively dating. If you're in a relationship, and the key difference between exclusively dating and relationship is the commitment. Right. Part of it. So here's my thing. If I'm not committed, that means that. And I agree I, with you. That means I'm still, if, and this is going to sound callous because I guess that's what we do as Capricorns. If I'm not committed, that means if a better option, not physically, just physically, but I'm talking about like a better compatible option comes into play, I am allowed to take it. The key is if I'm exclusively dating you, that person has a lot of catching up to do before they get to a relevant standpoint. That I may not be able to have because I'm spending all my time with your ass. So here's the thing. And I guess this is the part that I'm having not even trouble with, but I'm reestablishing some boundaries because you know how I am. Mm -hmm. Every so often we need an alignment. Every so often we need to be checked. Every so often. Like a car. Exactly. Every so often I need to be tuned the fuck up and I need to make sure that I'm not tripping. And this is where my male friend's coming at because a lot of my girlfriends would be like, no, bitch, fuck him. He ain't shit. You're better off without him. And I'm like, no, girl, that's not the advice. Like, I, was like, I wasn't now. trying to drop the nigga. I just needed a question. I needed to figure out where the fuck I was. 
I needed to figure out where the fuck I was with said situation so I could figure out a better way to approach said situation. Right. And and this and is also why platonic friendships are necessary between this opposite sex. Because niggas have the same issue. You're going to give me different advice than my girlfriends will. Niggas because have- my group chat had me ready to throw this nigga shit out in my car on I-71. And I would have definitely advised against that. Exactly. Because I'm, because I'm me. But also... A lot of times, niggas will have the same level of confusion with a girl that I have. I go to my niggas, they be like, "Yeah, bro, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about." I go to, I go to you, like, "Yo," I'm like, "Oh, I get it perfectly." And like, here's where you had her fucked up. You had her fucked up here. You also had her fucked up here when you. And I'm like, "Why? That's crazy." Right. So here's the thing, and this is why I love my platonic male friendships because you and Braylon's godfather and my special keep me all aligned. Okay, so I am having that issue currently. Exclusively dating someone, but I don't think that their definition and my definition are exclusively dating are the same thing. And we are running into some issues. And I asked the question because in my head, if I'm exclusively dating someone, yeah, I'm single, but I'm not available. And that means that the things that I, my actions and the things that I do do not line up to say Alex is available. And see, my definition, because for me, there's not really a different for me and I say me because I don't want anything I say to get my nigga jammed up because women are good for that or your friend said nope well, uh-uh. no, no, no 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 you're also my friend so any advice that you give me is ex- mutually exclusive to me it's ex- no excuse me not mutually it's exclusive to your girl so I don't understand the difference between single and available if I am single I am technically available new 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 because the only difference between what we're doing the the Difference between relationship and exclusively dating is commitment. We're not ready for commitment, but we also understand that we don't want to entertain or see other people, which is the clause that we both agreed upon. And so what's the definition of entertaining? All right, then. <laughs> so here's the thing. And so if, because I've been an exclusive dating things like you know I'm, I'm i'm a king of a situation boy you know what i'm saying but where i remember one time i was in a whole situation and like shorty pulled up at this party oh, we was at rebel and if you know rebel rebel ain't got no cover no nope. you can just walk in ain't got no cover ain't ain't no ain't no cover in the window nigga you see everything in that bitch mm-hmm. and i shorty pulled up while some girl was dancing on me and I just remember seeing her, seeing her best friend and seeing me. And it was like, oh, you know what I'm saying? But because we had, we we established that communication, she didn't have a total, real issue with it. She just kind of like gave me a little shit for it. I mean, yeah, I'm going to give you a little shit. But a little shit lets you know that my feelings are still invested. And I think, and honestly, here's the thing. If I don't talk shit if i don't riff you i don't like you and if i feel like you're a little too sensitive for me to, for to stand a riffing i probably won't date you because i am going to talk shit i am going to tease you i'm going i'm going to and and like but the difference is, is that when i come to you with an actual issue when i approach you about something that actually is bothering me I expect an actual response to that. I expect some change behavior. I expect you to acknowledge how I feel. I expect you, by no means do I ever expect my partner to kiss my ass and agree with me constantly. I never expect that. But what I do expect is some respect. And I do expect for you to at least acknowledge the way that your actions made me feel. 
Whether you agree with said feelings or not, they're not yours to agree with. They're yours to understand. Okay, I don't agree the fact that, I, you know what, Alex? I don't agree with the fact that you got upset by this, but I see how it made you mad. I see how it frustrated you. And I think the key is, and I think a lot of times, it's quote-unquote change behavior, right? Because, because. If you give, but again, the clause in that is if you actually give a damn. Because if you don't, then that's also time to reevaluate who this woman actually is to you. Because if your woman or the woman that you're dating or investing energy to comes to you and tells you that something you did hurt her and that doesn't affect you, it's time for you to understand where, where, you're, at with things. where you're at with things. And it's time for you to make some big boy decisions. And I think a lot of times when it comes to this whole dating thing, and I'm guilty of it too, is that we're afraid of giving truth because of the way I keep smacking this mic, y'all. I'm sorry. But I think we're afraid of the way that our truth affects other people. And instead of giving people what they deserve, which is the truth, we're afraid of what, the way the truth is going to affect them. Nobody wants to be the bad guy in anybody's situation. But everyone is a bad guy. There's an antagonist and a protagonist to every story. And sometimes you can be an antagonist in one be the, and, and be the protagonist in the other. Which uh, is true. And so um, I look at it like this. Because I, I know, I mean... I look at it like keep that same energy. And so, for example, if the girl I'm dating, you know, likes to look sexy online, you know what I'm saying, stuff for the gram, I'm not mad at that. You, that was who she was before y'all got together. But also, if you met me out kicking it. <laughs> you can't get mad at that either. You feel me? And so but the key is, all right, I met you here. I don't want to change you for, you know, for a lot of it. You got to keep that same energy because then if it's like, and I'm not saying that any, you know, I'm not saying that people in my personal life have done this. So please don't try to run, tell whoever, fuck, no, keep your mind, keep your business to yourself. But if you want to change me, like, you know, yeah, I wish you didn't got so much, but if I turned around and said, I wish you didn't post so much, and that's an issue, then again, another reevaluation step. Right. I think a lot of times when we say we need to meet people where they are. We want to meet people where, where we want where them to we be. Where we want them to be instead of meeting them where they actually are and then having taking an issue with the fact that they may not ready, be ready for that growth. And nobody, and by no means, and I also have to understand that a lot of times I have to realize that I've been to quote-unquote relationship mecca. Yeah. You know what I mean? So a lot of niggas ain't been married, B. They have not. So because I know what it takes to uh, get to that point. To get to that point. And I thought that's the goal. Like I by no means, because to be honest with you, getting married again is 50-50 chance a bitch may or may not. <laughs> we may or may not get there ever again. But if you ever get married, that's gonna be a long weekend for me. Oh, I need you to understand how long that weekend finna be with you. And I don't know which side of the aisle you're gonna sit on. I'm going to get a table in the middle. Fuck you you might. Also, we owe you a table, a bottle to yourself, and about six bitches surrounding that motherfucker. And I get a toast, nigga. Fuck off. Yes, you get a toast. <laughs> I don't know, because honestly, you could either be like best man or like a bridesmaid. It, like I get a toast, nigga, and my toast going to be long as fuck because I deserve it. Fuck you. You do. <laughs> Holding a bottle of Moet. 
Shout out to my niggas. Um, <laughs> but okay, so I think also, I mean, it's mentality. It's um, it's mentality, and it's just being just, honest with ourselves. But I always, I also just feel like you owe it to your partner if they bring an issue to you to at least hear them out. Because my biggest issue is okay, and I had to unlearn this trait. I was used to meeting people with the same energy. Oh, you came at me fucking foul. I'm about to get that shit right back to you. But then I had to realize that sometimes when you're hurt, what you're meaning to say and how you meant to say it are two totally different things. And that's why I shut the fuck up off the times when I'm not in a good mood. So a lot of times, shut up, Calvin. A lot of times, instead of taking how they're saying it, I've learned to understand what you're trying to say to me. And a lot of it is just seek first to understand, then be understood. I... I personify that because I get it. When we're upset, when we're angry, what I'm trying to say to you does not come across in the way that I'm meant but to yeah, say. Yeah, I mean, it, but it's natural. I because my goal is to always try to understand my partner, mm-hmm. understand their need, mm-hmm. understand what what they need in this moment for me. Right, right. And sometimes I ask if I can't see it, babe. What do you need from me right now? C- communication, and I think a lot of motherfuckers. Sometimes I just need some reassurance that I'm not as fucking crazy as I feel. A lot of motherfuckers think they're better at communication than they actually are because. But see, we talk about communication being the key. Understanding is the key. That's part of communication to me. But no, because you you and I could be communicating. But if you're not deciphering the message that I'm sending you, you're not understanding me. So it's a little deeper than that. My argument is that that's part of communication because communication is not only speaking but receiving. So if I have an issue with receiving, my communication is it up to par. That's we're we're agreeing. I'm just I compensate right. under one bigger umbrella of I communication. But I just a lot of people don't communicate don't communicate as well as they think they do because they are afraid to admit when the wires may be crossed. Right. And if I don't understand you. And then I don't, but I don't tell you I don't understand you. I just move off of my misunderstanding. I'm not, I'm not as, I'm, I'm not good. That's not good. I agree with that. Um, we got about ten minutes. You want to get into the question of the day? All right, question of the day. Um, so I asked two questions. Um, my question of the day: one, you know, ratchet; one, not so ratchet. So the ratchet question: if you stumbled upon a sugar daddy, sugar mama, uh, um, well, you know, this, you know, some some things are right in line, you know, for for well, the old Alex. All right. The new Alex is new and approved. You know, she's getting there. I'm proud of her. Um, and but and what what gift would you get from them? And here's the restrictions. It's a thousand dollars less. Mm. It can't be cash, mm. and you can't immediately sell it immediately after you get it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. This is why I made it a little difficult, because otherwise it just ice me out, cash me out. I mean, I got a purse that I was able to flip for more than what it was worth. So that was an investment. Honestly, paying off, there's a debt that I really want paid off. It's a credit card debt. So if you could pay that off, that way I can actually, like, if I needed to use the credit again, I can go get it again. That means I flipped that 1000 So, yeah, just pay off that little credit card debt. And the credit card debt's not $1,000. So, and if it can't be cash, then I would just say, like, put $500 towards my rent or something. So my answer was Apple Watch, AirPods. And um, the rest of the money going to a new laptop. Okay, fair. Um, that was that was for w- within the restrictions I gave myself because I made this shit up. 
That's what I would I think do. iPods are like the fuckboy. <laughs> like, you just can't wait to be a fuckboy, Calvin. You just can't wait. Oh, you going to be Superman when I get these shirts and the, and the jeans and with, mm. the, with the chain and, and the t-shirt? No, Shorty going to be Superman when he buy them shorts and I end up wearing them. Leave our shorts. Y'all already Thank took our hoodies. Thank you for our shorts, babe. Y'all already took our hoodies. Thank leave you our, for our shorts. Leave our shorts alone. Why can't we have one season where y'all not taking shit? Because Nike keeps wanting to produce sweats. I don't know what to tell y'all. Anyways, save our hoodies, save our shorts. Nope, man. I can't wait. And it's I saw not, that Nike not, already made booty shorts, so I'm out here. It's, it's unfair because like we could steal anything of yours. You know what? If she steal your hoodie, steal her skincare products. Let, let be out here glowing, King. You, you, you. Listen, I ain't All got a beard, right. but you, you, use your use her natural All hair right. products for your beard, King. All right. All Since right. you want to steal the shorts, if you want to steal the, the Nike a, Tech Fit hoodie, nigga. Let me find out. My nigga got on my face mask. <laughs> I actually think it was adorable. It, the game is the game, bro. All right. So you had one thought question. What was the second the, question? The second non-thought question was, what would you tell your, what would you tell 2014 you? And knowing what you knew now, what would you tell 2014 you? You are a lot stronger than you give yourself credit for. You are a lot smarter than you give yourself credit for. And you are a lot more savvy than you give yourself credit for. And the moment, if you would have leaned into that a little bit earlier, life would have projected to be a lot different for you right now. But you're still good. It had just been different. Um, I think my biggest issue in that age was trusting myself and understanding that there's a lot of things that I went through that... Um, you didn't need to go through. I didn't need to go through. But 2014, um, I was actually leaving an abusive relationship. Mm-hmm. So 2014 was about understanding who I was outside of trauma mm-hmm. and still processing that right? and still not allowing the things that my ex had instilled into me to, ab- to manifest, to manifest. So there was a lot of insecurities and a lot of self-conscious issues that I battled through um, that year by itself. So just understanding that I am not, my trauma doesn't define me and that you are a lot more than just the things you've been through. If I could talk to 2014 me, A, I'll tell him, just because you get a job doesn't mean you can't stop looking for a better one. Okay. Shit, I'm going to sell 2019. <laughs> you hear me? <laughs> yeah. I, would tell, I would tell him that that girl ain't no good for you. Mm-hmm. Leave them hoes alone, Jesse. Leave them ho- Listen, that girl ain't no good for you. And I would tell 2014 me, uh, you, are powerful be- you are powerful beyond measure. You could do anything you set your mind to. Just figure out what the fuck you're trying to do. Ooh, period. Um, cause 2014, me had all these ideas and no and no fucking direction. Living with my mama, you know what I'm saying. But that was right after school, so I was living with my mama because nigga, I'm poor. Like, and fuck y'all, poor, uh, poor as fuck. Um, but yeah, like I think if I had started this mental process, I, I'm on now at 2014, I'd be in a very different space. Hell, I tell myself 24 fucking nigga, go to tech, nigga. They catching them niggas out. <laughs> go into tech, bitch. They catching them niggas out in tech, bro. Mm-hmm, shout, hey, shout, shout out to I all my tech. I should have IG, honey, early. <laughs> but no, y'all, thank you for your time, man, Kyle. You know what it is? This episode for me is actually a lot more therapeutic than I intended. So I just want to say thank you. I got a lot of things off my chest. So And we hope that you guys can um, process and take some things for yourself in our... Rant sessions are therapy. <laughs> there are therapy sessions. 
can't uh, be expensive. Sometimes this is all I got. Nigga, I'm down to one time a month because I'm looking at this bill. Like, you want me to pay that like right now? Like, like all. Oh, no, I like, go back right to now? my therapist this week. I'm excited. Um, but again, uh, hug on your loved ones. Um, Kiss your babies. Drink, drink more water. Mind your business. Um, Forgive for, that nigga, but you ain't got to take him back. Um. Leave, leave her text on red case. She's ovulating. She doesn't really miss you. Um, all right. <laughs> oh, well, that was too deep for the intro. That hit. After, that, after all the things we just said tonight. That hit home, nigga. Just stop texting these kids just because you're horny. Um, Nobody's horny. Maybe. Anyways, we appreciate all of you guys. Um, we will be back next week with another fire episode. And thank you for all your support. We appreciate you guys. Alan Cole signing out. We out. Bye. Bye.